Good afternoon. From a passing game standpoint, obviously on your home, but obviously he's a known commodity, and we'll push forward toward the weekend. Obviously, without facts, evidence, reason, logic, an understanding of science, these are good things. Obvious. Black bears weigh between two and five hundred pounds. Brown bears weigh between 300 and over 1,000 pounds. This is your victory. Yeah. Well, welcome to the obvious here, right, episode 129. You've nope. been on it. You were bad for like 85 episodes, and now all of a sudden you just remember what episode we're on every time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a hidden skill. 129. Sheesh. I know, we're getting fucking up there. Wait till 150. It'll be a bad. So are you going to... This is like friendship level, like we might not be friends anymore. If you move to Texas, are you going to still do the podcast? Of course. <laughs> this friendship yeah. level, we just might not be friends anymore. I might disown you as a brother. If any- right, I, just, I just had a check. I just had yeah. a check. The one heads up would probably be like the week that I would move to Texas. I probably wouldn't be able to do the pod, obviously. But like, wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> How could you? <laughs> Hold on. Is it still like down there? Because would you move to the Houston area? No. Nope. Well, that's where Taylor's from, right? Dallas. No, she's, she's Dallas. She's from area. Dallas. Her okay. fam. Her uh, her family is grew up in like her mom and dad grew up in Houston and met in Houston, but oh, they moved gotcha. to Dallas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that still Central Time Zone, or is that Central? Yep. It's all okay. Central in, te- in Texas. Okay. Yeah. Company is actually going down to look at offices in Austin. Unfortunately, I was hoping Dallas, but we'll see. See what happens. Maybe I'll. Well, how? What's the difference distance between Austin and Dallas? Like three hours. I forget that Texas is such a. Your your deep. company's doing that, Nick. Yeah, they're looking. They're. Uh, so they're getting big, big. Yeah, looking to expand. They're also going to go look out in Nashville too, like in Memphis or, um, obviously Nashville, Tennessee. So, a couple other places. Well, isn't it in Nash? Isn't it in Nashville, the uh, Salesforce headquarters is there. Or is that Louisville that we saw that? Salesforce headquarters, I think, is out in L.A. Well, because I remember when we were driving to South Carolina and we were driving through, it was either Louisville or Nashville, one of those two cities that we're going through. We saw the giant Salesforce I think that was Indianapolis. There was one there. Was that Indianapolis? Is that or Chicago, I think. Yeah. It wasn't Chicago because we went around Chicago. It was one of the cities that we had to drive through. Yeah, I think that was Indianapolis. Yeah, we went through and saw that big-ass Salesforce tower. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of exciting, but... I hope if if I moved down to Dallas, I'd hope they open up a <laughs> office in Dallas. That'd be that'd be nice, awesome. right? Right? Because like, but just would have to just learn how to work remotely, right? So mm-hmm. that's that's the whole deal. What you boys been up to? School. School. This is the my last week of a uh, busy week before finals. So I just need to get through tomorrow, and then I'm good for like three, four weeks. Oh, nice. There you go. Yeah. Grind starts now, baby. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Tyler? Just been busy trying to get everything wrapped up before winter here. Just getting stuff cleaned up and get ready because now deer hunting is this weekend. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't been deer hunting in a minute. Like, 
I think I shot my rifle last summer for the first time in like four years, five years, something like that. So, dude, I got my 270 like six years ago, and I still haven't even shot it. <laughs> Dad shot deer with it before he even. I know. <laughs> I think he took or shot an antelope. I think he brought it out. Yeah, to, he uh... took it out. Yeah, he took it out fucking hunting. Uh huh. <laughs> he took it out to Wyoming and used it. I don't blame him. I'd do the same thing if I bought a nice gun like that. Oh, yeah, exactly. And it's like, well, I haven't even had the chance to use it. It has, like, a custom wooden stock on it and stuff. Yeah, Very like a nice gun. salt pepper wood. Yeah, wooden stock on it and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, who next who time you bought can... it? Yeah, who do you think bought it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was, I was so like, it's really, it's, it's his gun. Uh-huh. It's his, but he gifted, it's like his, but gifted towards me. Or but to me he, or also has how you, he also has a 270. That's the thing. No, it's yeah, like, he has multiple <laughs> rifles, but he decided to take mine out hunting. <laughs> <laughs> well, he brought both of them in case one of them, uh, like, oh, went bad. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Go out to Wyoming, and if your gun breaks, you're just kind of not Fox. doing anything. <laughs> yeah, because you can't, it's probably pretty difficult to get another gun in another state that's and you're in the middle of it's absolutely nowhere almost impossible yeah they're sleeping in tents i'm pretty sure maybe hotels i doubt it but i think they had like a resort or something like that and then for the day they'd be out there trying to follow the herd or something like that and then at the end of the day go back hmm, that makes sense they're hunting caribou or what nah antelope. Caribou. Those even come down the well, south. He was, calling it a, he was calling it a herd, so I was kind of. It was something like, like they would go out there and they would track them or something like that and try a flock and of them. I don't think, it, I don't think animals aren't in a herd. Yeah, antelopes aren't in a herd, but they'd go out there and track and it's stuff. It's a murder of antelopes. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, what do no, they call no, if they're what? not a herd? <laughs> a murder. <laughs> a flock. Right. A, there goes a whole school of antelopes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But now that'd be fun. I thought that'd be a fun trip. Go out and do that. I'd want to do for like elk or something though. I think that. I'd really want. Cool. Yeah, I'd want to do like caribou or elk. We actually go out there and stock them and stuff. Yeah, antelope. I think they're just so plentiful out there where you can just go out there and. Oh, you can go blast there with a truck, away. Though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's fucking Wyoming. There's no rules. Right. <laughs> but elk. you can have three wives out there. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> is that Mormons or is that Utah? Ah, that's, that's Utah. Utah. Ah, that's damn. Utah never mind. Mormons. <laughs> the sacred underpants. Or is that Idaho? It's probably it's all of Utah. them. That's where that's where all the Mormons are at. It's Utah primarily. Yeah. Well, before the show, we were talking a little bit about our caffeine intake. I was telling them a little bit about my ridiculous caffeine intake. Nick's extremely addicted to caffeine, <laughs> which we have now learned. No, I'm, I, I'm I in can't. the same boat as Nick, where I'm pretty addicted to caffeine. I would Three. say too. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I've ever drank two monsters in a single day. And you're saying there's days you would have three. Sometimes. Would you drink maybe. more than three? No, no, never. I never did that. Uh, maybe like if we're like gaming till like three in the morning, <laughs> then maybe. Yeah. But like, if it's Holy like shit, right? But the only times I'll ever have like more than one monster in a day are days I don't go to the gym. That's usually that was usually kind of my rule. Like, all right. I would never multiple monsters in a day because they're so big. But the sugar there's yeah, a small bladder. That too. But there's small times small brothers that, are known for it. <laughs> there's times at work where it's like if I'm bartending on like a Friday or Saturday night where I know it's just gonna be a long like nine ten hour shift with like absolutely no downtime, I will pound down like two Red Bulls. But those are like the smaller Red Bulls. Yeah, they have like 
almost as much caffeine though as a monster they does. Do. They do, but they're a lot smaller. So, yeah. but yeah, because I would notice where if I drink two of them in too short of a time period, I would get a shit ton of anxiety from it. Yeah, that's how I felt when I was uh, when I drank a rain for the a rain energy drink for the first time yeah. in a while. I drank one of those and like also I'm jittery and like yeah, can't stop moving. Yeah, it's bad. That's where, like, I just switched over because, like, probably about a month, month and a half ago, I bought a coffee maker, and now I just started making coffee because, like, okay, I'm still going to intake caffeine, but at least have it be, mm-hmm. like, a healthier alternative. Yeah. Do you guys ever get the cold brew from, like, Caribou or something like that? I would get it on campus. I like a cold brew. Mm-hmm. It's really strong, but. I, I've i been drinking in the mornings. You know how at the grocery store they sell those cartons, like, they're like a, like a, almost like a milk carton? Mm-hmm. Yeah like iced coffee mm-hmm. i drink yeah. i drink like a small glass of that in the morning while i sit and watch tv mm. and i usually drink one of those sparkling ice caffeinated things right around lunchtime mm-hmm. i was looking at the caffeine intake of uh caribou's like coffees they're cold brew the smallest one you can get is like 280 milligrams of caffeine <laughs> i was like holy shit normal yeah, cup of coffee is usually like around 80 or 90 I was about to cold. say, it's like 80, isn't it? Yeah, cold brews are, uh, they just have way more caffeine in because they're a lot more concentrated. You're not mm-hmm. cooking. You're not heating. And when I, I, sometimes I would make my own coffee at home, like a cold brew style where you put coffee grounds in like, it's like a, it's like a little thing filter. you put in the fridge mm-hmm. where you put coffee grounds in like a filter and then you like just submerge it in water and let it sit for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And it's just like really concentrated. So you like almost have to mix it with water or something to dilute yeah. it a little bit. Yeah, I thought about getting something like that, like a French press or something, just to, like, make, like, the day before to have the next day. Or, I don't know. But just, I don't know, because if I start drinking more coffee. But I have a coffee maker, and, like, brewed co- like brewed coffee, like you said, is less concentrated because it doesn't sit there and steep in the coffee grains for yeah. 24 hours. <laughs> no, I know. It takes, like, five minutes to make, like, a cup of co- or to make, like, uh pot of coffee but exactly. i would say this is probably isn't the healthiest for it but i honestly i think i probably drink about half a pot of coffee a day what is that like five four cups five cups like it's six cups oh yeah i probably do about the same yeah i'm sharing the cold coffee thing that i used yeah. it's super clutch but yeah you just fill it up and stick it in the fridge overnight mm-hmm pretty clutch is it, do, you, do you just do overnight or i know it recommends like 24 hours i usually try and do it like it, it's actually like 12 hours so i usually try and do it like while i'm making dinner i'll put it i'll if i'm out i'll make a fresh one and put it in the fridge and it's usually ready by the next morning yeah it's pretty mm-hmm. nice it works really good super easy to clean mm-hmm. and then you just remove the filter and you can still store the whole thing without the filter in the ground so you, you remove that obviously and it stores in the fridge for like a week or two probably can machine wash too Mm-hmm. Yeah, super nice in there. Not very expensive. Twenty bucks isn't too bad. No, not at all. Yeah, I was thinking about some. I don't know. I just need. I I I downgraded to coffee so I could stop drinking so much caffeine. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm trying to survive. But we well, do have to. Phil and I, I think, have the same coffee maker, and it is kind of a flex having a coffee maker that does K cups and a pot of coffee both. Oh yeah, the the, same uh, the duo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because normally it's like, or when I went to Target, it was like 150 bucks, and I found it on sale for like 110. And just yeah. to get a normal like K cup, 
Kira gets like ninety dollars, eighty, ninety bucks. I was like, fuck it, I'll spend the extra like thirty dollars to get the uh, two in one. And yeah, I'm very happy with that choice. I had a carry in college and it broke like after a year. I looked it up and apparently a lot of carries do that. I don't know about yours, obviously, but a lot of the K cup ones do. Apparently, uh-huh. yeah. You also have to take care of them and clean them like you're supposed to, and I would probably guess you didn't do that. Of course I did. It had a clean functionality, and I would fill it up with water and press clean. What I'll else do you do it. to clean it? <laughs> That's what I do with my current coffee maker. It's still working just fine. I've had it for four years, I think. I know I know the one that Phil and I have. It says, like, once a week you're supposed to run, like, a full pot of hot water through it. Yeah. At least once a week to keep it, like, from getting plugged up. Mm-hmm. That's what I normally do. I usually don't do once a week. But I'll just do it, like, when I think about it, like, every few months. On like you a know? Saturday, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. or like a Saturday or something. Oh, you haven't know, like. cleaned this in a while. I'll just uh, run like six cups of coffee through it, call it good. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It still works. Um, but I, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I know you guys probably won't care much, but Tottenham made a big fucking signing this week. Oh boys, <laughs> Tony Ocampo. Phil is, Phil is thrilled. <laughs> I think they're still going to be shit. Well, oh. I hope they're still going to be shit. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> but on the contrary, Arsenal's looking good. Fine. Yeah, we'll see. For now. For now. That's that's the thing. We'll go on the like these sprees where we'll win like 15, 20 games, and then we'll lose 10. Yeah. Did you not read the article that I sent you? About your manager not being able to beat top clubs, and then he's just ass. <laughs> he's beaten every top club though. That's the thing. But he has like a three, like a thirty-five percent win rate against top clubs. Well, that's Arsenal as a whole. For a <laughs> while there, we went. We it was like even under Wenger, we went where we went like on a sixteen-game losing streak against he, top five clubs. He he has a worse record than both Emery and however you just said that dude's name. Wenger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's because. Um, Literally, well, Arteta said it well that when he got the club, normally when you normally when you take over a managing position, there's at least a foundation to work off of. He said when he got the club, there was absolutely no foundation. Yeah. So it's like I don't blame. That was I'm just not, a cop like, out. Well, no, no, because we were ass, like we were bad, <laughs> and we could all see it. But now it's like we're actually ch- starting to look. It's looking like we're starting to turn things around. I'm... That, that's just. And I'm happened. liking the I'm liking the signings that we're doing. I'm liking our youth that we brought up, especially our attacking, like mm-hmm. Emil Smithrow, Bukayoko Saka, um, like those two guys. I think they're going to be really freaking good in the upcoming years. They're already looking really good. Mm-hmm. And then the signing of Odegaard, who is a solid center attack mid, mm-hmm. like Cam. Yeah, we got Ben White and Gabriel Menglahes, who are both they're super young, really good. Mm-hmm. We got Aaron Ramsdale, freaking legend. And um, our right back, the Japanese guy, um, Tomiyasu. Tomiyasu. Like he's yeah. looking, yeah, he's looking really like I'm, and all of them have a median age of like 22 years old. Yeah. So it's like I'm really liking the signings that we're doing. Yeah. And like to go on Phil's point with like Arsenal, like remember like when David Moyes took over, it's usually okay. So like these these teams will have coaches for five, ten, fifteen years, mm-hmm. like like they did with. Um, Wenger at Arsenal, Sir Alex Ferguson at Manchester United, 
and even just Pochettino at Tottenham. And then, like, when, when you get, like, a perennial manager like that that does well and, like, then all of a sudden shit's hitting the fan and they have the, they have the balls to fire him. I know Wenger retired, but he left Manchester United in such a shit state that Moyes just got fired immediately, right, too. Because, Ferguson. Yeah, Ferguson, sorry. Then Wenger got fired, but then, like, for him to get fired, it took Arsenal being, like, at the bottom that they've been in, like – two decades like it's the worst everybody been in a long everybody time. was shitting on yeah everybody was shitting on arsenal because they're like <clears throat> oh every year they're gonna hit they're, they're gonna take number four mm-hmm. and arsenal we were getting pissed off about it because like hey why the hell aren't we like getting contending for like the title of what we're all getting number four and we're yeah. and we just got content with it and normal with it and then it was like the last two years of of Vanger, we were getting number five and we're just like, what the hell? Now we're not even getting, we're not even getting Champions League spots. Mm-hmm. So then we're just like, okay, yeah, we're not producing as much. Wenger's been here for a while. He's ready to retire. We didn't fire him. He actually just stepped down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then retired. Mm-hmm. But then after that happened, all of a sudden we're getting like seven, eight, <laughs> six. Yeah. And stuff like that. And then we're just like, holy shit. It wasn't Wenger. It was the club that was bad. <laughs> yeah. It was just everything else but him that was bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I felt about Tottenham recently. And mm-hmm. also just showing no ambition, like signing who we just had, Nuno. I mean, we signed Mourinho, okay, but, I mean, like, he's kind of past it. hasn't been the same since, I don't know, early 2010s. I thought Nuno was a good signing for you guys. I thought he was too, but obviously, like. Because he one... did really good for Watford. Or, yeah, or Wolves. Yeah. Was a, yeah wolves yeah, yeah he did really good for wolves and i thought oh this is like this will be the next step up from going from wolves to tottenham i think this is gonna be good. like he's he has the potential to be a really good manager and then it just shit the bed from what it sounded like it was a really like very poor environment at tottenham while he's been there like super negative and stuff like that and even ownership and the board like he was like the seventh choice manager for us and like we try to get antonio conte who by the way people don't know he's like over like the last ten years, he's probably been one of, if not the best coach in like the world. Um, every like, every place he's gone to, he's won the trophy, if not that, or he's won the league, if not that year, but the next. Yeah, exactly. And like taking over teams too that have been in like bad positions as well. Like like look what he did with Inter Milan. Inter Milan, yeah. Inter Milan went to Inter Milan, knocked Juventus off their nine straight titles in a row, beat, and yep. won the title. Uh, when he took over the, Juventus, the they took after- seventh, and when he took over Chelsea, they took tenth the year before. And yeah. won the title the next year with all of them. So, oh yeah. So it's like he has a very good reputation of being good, mm-hmm. and it's like from a perspective, from an, of an unbiased perspective, that's a good sighting for you. 100%. From an Arsenal fans' perspective, fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, there's no other way to say it, but god damn it. Right. It's just exciting because like Tottenham seems like ever since Potts left, they've just been dilly dallying around, like not trying to like act like a big boy club. Like, watching, like, all these other guys, like, spend all these money splash cash for these players and Tottenham's over here, like, like just trying to milk everything for as much money as they can. And then, like, Nuno, like, wasn't – I thought – at first I thought I was going to be decent with him, but, I mean, obviously didn't turn out well. And even Mourinho didn't back Mourinho, like, well with players and stuff. And now they finally went out and said, like – especially if you guys watched the game against Manchester United, like – there's a point where Nuno went and subbed on Bergwin for Lucas Mora, and Mora was like arguably one of the best players we had playing in the game. And the entire crowd, all 67,000 people who were in the stands, started booing Nuno <laughs> for the substitution. Probably made Bergwin seem like feel pretty shitty, but like 
it was just like it's the most hostile environment I've seen at a Tottenham game. It was pretty crazy. And then we had, we ended up losing three rip at home, and Nuno got fired the next day. We signed Conte the day after. So yeah, and Conte like is just like thing. a real show of ambition, which is really fun, which is really nice to yeah. see, and hopefully things keep going up. What I've learned, at least in the recent years of being an Arsenal fan, is that it's not fun to sit there and say that you want your manager out. Yeah, it's not. It just makes the entire point of being a fan of that club very worthless. Mm-hmm. So that was just like in the last, it was like not this past month or two because Arsenal's been like, I think in the Premier League, they've had like the best records after losing to like Chelsea or something like that on the third day. Mm hmm. Because they've only like drawn one game since, and have won every other ga- or every game since then. Mm-hmm. But it was like it was like those first four games, and Arsenal was losing like every game, and everybody's just like, "Emery needs to get out. Emery needs to get mm-hmm. out." I was like, "You know, I'm I'm just gonna sit here and back Emery because like we're on a string of bad games." And I was on the Wenger out train mm-hmm. for a while, and that that just made supporting the club super toxic. Yeah, it's hard. Then you go on Twitter, and everything is just so negative, too. It's just like, God damn, no, I don't even yeah. want to watch so, the games now. It's no, like... yeah, exactly. So it's now it's just going to be like, any manager that comes in, I'm just going to be like, you know, no, we're going to back the guy because it was like two solid years of being an Arsenal fan where it just fucking sucked. Yeah. Sure. But that's exciting news. I, I want to talk about it a little bit. I know Tyler doesn't watch a ton of soccer. and, and but... watch some. Yeah, I, right. If I was to have to pick a team to support, it'd be Spurs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, hope, hopefully it'd be exciting. And we play tomorrow, and Conte's going to be – he just got his work visa today, so he'll be on the sideline for tomorrow. Even today was, like, their first full practice with Conte, and they said it was, like, the players came out. They're like, yeah, this is the most exhausted we've been in, like, two years of training. That's <laughs> like, fucking Christ. Like, it's, shit's getting – hopefully shit's gets done. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully things go up. And, like, that's the thing, too, is, like, this Premier League season has been so, like, ridiculous. Like, Manchester United look, like, kind of sucks. Arsenal kind of sucks. Tottenham kind of sucks. West Ham might get fourth place, for all we know, and get fucking Champions League spot. Who knows? But <laughs> it's it's kind of it, – it, that last Champions League spot is up for grabs for anybody. So we'll see what happens. Should be an exciting year to watch. But we can move on from some soccer talk. Um, I guess speaking of – Everyone be mad at coaches. We can talk about the Vikings. Yeah, Tyler rolling his eyes. I don't know. Tyler, what'd you think of the game, huh? Sunday night football, prime time television. Vikings looking good. How do you put up a stinker of a game in prime time football? Like, it's just exhausting being a Vikings fan. And every single time on second and long and third and long, we just run a halfback draw. Like, how many we've had seven different offensive coordinators in the last seven years? It seems like there's no way it's the offensive coordinators making these decisions. It's Zimmer deciding what's happening and how games are being schemed, and it's not working anymore. Mm-hmm. I saw someone with a really good tweet. It was like, seems like because Vikings are like, we might be first in the NFL or like third or fourth in the NFL with like points in the first quarter, and then almost last in the NFL points in the like third and fourth quarter. Like, it's the side tweet is like seems like Vikings come with the plan A and no other plan. Like they just keep doing the same thing throughout the whole game and have no like they don't they're not creative. Like when it comes throughout the game, they can't what do you call it like I don't know, adapt throughout the game to other right. schemes. It's just like and you just get found out and you just lose. Especially they're very like, one dimensional. Very one dimensional and it's like you said, it's 
and so conservative. Like, yeah. we don't play for touchdowns. We play for field goals. Like, you don't win in the NFL by playing that way anymore. Mm-hmm. You maybe did years ago when you could have defenses that would win. But, like, at this point in the NFL, you have to have both. You're not going to win with just having a good defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with just how high-powered and how technical offenses are now, especially just passing the ball and running the ball and the different schemes, like, you – like. You ha- you're not going to win many games if you're only going to score 20 points, if less than 20 points every game. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. And there's no reason our offense can't score more than 20 points a game. Yeah. On paper, we have a top 10 offense in the league probably. So On stats, I we mean, do. Like right. statistically, we have a top 10 offense. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Disregard everything that I said in the past 10 minutes because Zimmer's got to go. It's awful. <laughs> he has to go. He's got to go. Mm-hmm. I remember like, saying that. Saying that- that I gotta back the manager, I gotta back the coach. I backed Zimmer for like six fucking years, and he's gotta go. I mean, here's the thing: is like last year we were seeing the same thing, right? Last year we saw the same thing. We didn't make playoffs. We had a top, we had a top five offense and a bottom five defense. Yeah, but I mean, still, it was just like we couldn't close out games. Like that's yeah. just been the reality of it. We can't close out games. Oh, and that's what happens when you can't produce offense in the second half of a game. <laughs> you end up losing. It's just, I don't know. It's it like for a team I know like early in the season. I think every single podcast before this, I've been like, "Yo, Vikings only have one loss in the year, one loss in the year." But then we go throw up a stinker like that, and it's like, "Nah, man, maybe we actually aren't a playoff team." You know. And here, here's <laughs> the thing: when you know that it's a problem with our offense, is that when our fullback gets more fucking receptions in targets. Then our first and second wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And our first and second wide receivers consist of Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's... When CJ Ham gets more targets in a game than both of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw I saw this graphic. It was like all the passes Kirk threw against Dallas. And there's like, I think like two over 15 yards. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And, and see, the thing is, that gets passed, the blame gets passed on to Kirk Cousins. But at the end of the day, play calling plays such a big role in what he can even do or look for. And yeah, he's made mistakes and he's missed people. And I'm not saying Kirk Cousins has played perfect. But the way they're calling the games sets him up for failure so bad. 100%. Right. And like, he's been like one of the better quarterbacks too this year. Like, throughout like the first six games. Like, what I think going in the game, he had 13 touchdowns and two interceptions on the season. And, like, one of the highest – I think he might have even – like, tied for highest, like, passer rating, too, throughout the year. Like, he's had – he's been doing well this year. It's just – but, like, when you see a game played like that, it's just so draining and just so awful it's like, to watch. He, I just brought this up because it's like, you know it's not on Kirk Cousins and it's on the play calling. When we went one for 13 on third down conversions. Yeah. Against the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Fucking horrendous. Mm-hmm. Well, and a majority single, of those, it was like single... a third and long. It was a third and long, and it would be like Tyler said, a halfback drop, or a fullback screen, or or a screen pass to the running back, or so. It would it be a throw in the flag. Like, it seemed like every single time it was a third and long or a third and eight, we would only have one person pass the first down marker as an option. Mm-hmm. Like the play call would be one person's running a deep route and everything else is a check down. Mm-hmm. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna convert on your third downs if that's your scheme. Yeah. And then also the fucking timeout thing that happened at the end the of the half quarter. Oh my god! Okay, no, it was that the, end of the fourth quarter. That I will 
put a little bit of blame on Kirk because I mean one I mean Zimmer should have called timeout too but I mean Kirk too he's like yo no I thought my coach would do it I was like come on Kirk like you've been in the league for no, what here's the thing eight here's years what we got like you can't call time you can't call here's a timeout what we got penalized like, for we got penalized because Zimmer tried to call two back to back timeouts and you can't do that in the NFL and then he said oh he forgot to call a second he forgot that he called a timeout beforehand so then we ended up getting penalized for it. Yeah, that was in like the fourth or third quarter. Yeah, that oh, was yeah. in the fourth quarter. I think we're, I think we're talking about two different instances at the end of half. T- at the end of the half. Oh, I'm talking about the end of the fourth quarter when we still had like 50 seconds left for a drive to tie the game up or win. <laughs> yeah, that and was super like, troll. I'm just like, how that's the, the fuck? Second, that's the, the second time coach. he's done. That's the second time he's done that this year too. It's like you're the head coach. You're supposed to know these things. You're supposed to be doing these things. <laughs> yeah. I I don't I the, the, the timeout thing with Kirk at the half. I mean, yeah, you could sit here and say that, but it, it could also be the same situation of Zimmer says you do not call a timeout unless I call it. Right, and that's, you know, and, that's... and Zimmer. You, I would not surprise me if Zimmer is one of those coaches who has that mentality. Oh, yeah, right. He's gonna run with an, he's gonna rule with an iron fist. Right, but I mean, still like when you're a veteran quarterback, I mean, you should be well within your rights and one of the captains on the team to be able to do that. I would think. At least just take some initiative. Like you think Tom Which Brady's I out. If Tom Brady's out there with Zimmer, he's calling a timeout there. You know, no, like yeah, exactly. anybody. Like <laughs> And like I think a lot of it also comes down to is that I just feel like our offensive the people who are running our offense and then also Zimmer, the head coach, just don't have enough faith in Kirk to convert those or call the timeouts. Because I think a lot of that has to trans or translates down to our third down call. Like our third long calling, like the halfback draws. And it's like look at Kirk's stats this season. He's having a very good season. Look at our wide receiver stats. They're having a very good season. Look at Conklin's stats. Conklin's having a good season. Mm-hmm. Look at our look at our running back stats. They're not having a good season. Uh-uh. So why the fuck are we running it mm-hmm. on a third and long? Why are we not putting faith into our quarterback who's being very reliable this season? Seems like Kirk I mean seems like um Zimmer's stuck in like the two thousands when it's yeah. when everything is Run first, run yeah. first offense. Open up the pass. You know, I mean, I guess to that, I don't know, but I mean, like, it. The game's not that now. The game, I feel like, is pass first for the most part. And like, there's a re- at, there's a reason why the, the McCaffrey's now. Right, there's a reason McCaffrey's yeah. and Kamara's are doing so well now because they can catch balls out of the backfield and do well. Because it's it. a pass first offense now, and it's mm-hmm. like, if we have Dalvin, who is like a Kurt, who is like a McCaffrey and a Kamara. Where he can catch a ball. He can catch a ball in the flats on the run. Mm-hmm. Why are we not utilizing that? Why are we doing halfback draws? Mm-hmm. It's like our entire offensive play style is from the 1950s. Like, I would be surprised if next week we run a fucking wishbone offense. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's bring in wingbacks. Yeah, like, legit. Let's run two. Let's have Madison and Dalvin Cook in the backfield. Why, why the fuck not? At this point, why the fuck not? <laughs> I'd rather see that on a third and long than a fucking single back halfback draw. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But uh, did 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 the, did the Chiefs end up beating the Giants? By the way, I yes. can't remember. Did they? Okay. Yes. Because <laughs> I know last week we talked about are the Chiefs actually a good team? I think it was close though, wasn't it? Yeah, I think they won. It might have been either overtime or right at the very end of the game. Mhm. Mhm. I fucking forgot to set my lineup in both my leagues. I had like a guy out in each league, and I still won both my leagues this week i felt pretty i felt pretty shitty about that but it still got the dubs so i do not care how your fantasy team's doing 
I've been struggling. I've had a lot of injuries. It sucks being in multiple leagues because it seems like I'm missing a big piece in every single one of my leagues. And you never escape the injury bug. I mean, I I might as well drop you know Henry Ruggs right now. So I did drop him as soon as I saw what happened. Like I was like, he's not playing the rest of the year. I mean, the man just got a DUI and killed someone. By the way, we can talk a little the bit Ra- about that. Well, the Raiders released him, so he's not even on a team anymore. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. yeah I dropped him. Yeah. See. <laughs> With my fantasy, here's how my fantasy's been going. I thought I was going to handcuff a running back position on a run-heavy team, and that run-heavy team was the Baltimore Ravens. They so I drafted Kay <laughs> Dobbins and Gus Edwards. Mm-hmm. What happened to them? They both tore their ACLs. Hell yeah. And then here's what I was... I was probably the most pissed person in the entire world on Sunday night because I was down by 26 points, and I had Justin Jefferson, Ezekiel Elliott, and Greg Joseph play. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I'm going to win this. They scored a, p- a combined 20 points. <laughs> yeah, that's not that bad. I mean, week one, I had Julio Jones, Derrick Henry, and Aaron Jones put up a combined, like, nine points. So, Well, now Derrick Henry's not going to be putting up any points. Right. <laughs> I'm really in trouble with that. Um, You guys been paying attention to college football at all? No. I saw that Cincinnati got hard ranked number six, which a lot of people are pissed about because they're undefeated. They are, yeah, for playoffs, and AP, the AP polls got them at two. AP polled at two. Yeah, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I thought they got ranked like six and everybody it, was like in the In the out. playoff pool, poll, they did. Playoff rankings. So did they change the playoffs to six teams? No. It's, or is it still four? It, it's still four, I think. Yeah. They need to change it to six or eight. Yeah, um, you get Michigan State's kind of cracked this year. The heck, they just beat Michigan. Oh yeah, they got a really good running back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I haven't. I watched a few Gopher games. I mean, honestly, if Gophers didn't lose to freaking Bowling Green, they might actually. If be we didn't lose right the Bowling now. Green, we'd be ranked. We'd yeah. be ranked top twenty. <laughs> maybe, arguably, maybe even top fifteen because we gave Ohio State a run for their money. Yeah, but like, yeah, I don't know. Georgia's number one. Alabama number three. Uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati two, Oklahoma number four. See, undefeated Michigan State's five. So it's Michigan State. Yeah, I know that's always the thing, right? Big Ten's always good until they get to the Big Ten championship. No, yeah, exactly. Nobody's Oklahoma. nobody's I mean, convinced on a Big Ten team. Yeah. Nobody's convinced on a Big Ten team unless it's Ohio State. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, say Cincinnati is Cincinnati. Could they be the like the UCF of this season, where they go undefeated and not make a playoff? not make playoffs i mean well, how would you guys feel about that like i remember, remember the whole ucf thing where yeah, they came out they were like, like 17 the... and 0 for the like the longest of time right yeah and like they they were undefeated like two years straight and never made the top four yeah right i think so i, I mean it's like yeah they may be undefeated but then what are the odds of them going on to be able to beat teams like Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and stuff like that? It's just like, I mean, they're undefeated, but they're also kind of an unproven team. Right, and like UCF went and beat Auburn in their bowl game. Yeah, like, Two was a top 10 team as well. Yeah. So it's not like... That's why I'm saying like they need to expand the college playoffs and have it be like eight teams. Or even sixteen, six or eight, and then the teams. one and two, yeah, and then the one and two seeds just get like a first round buy or something like that. 
not just have it be four teams. That's mm-hmm. like saying, imagine the, with how they have it set up right now, it's like if they had the March Madness being only 20 teams can get in. Right, it's, but then it's like, because these all these teams play in different divisions, it's like, where's the line drawn? Because if it's six teams, then it's like, oh, well, this team's, this team's freaking 12-1 and one also. This team should be in the top six, not this team. You know, they play in a harder division. Why aren't they in the top six, even though they have well, two losses? Well, that's the thing. Like, people are never going to be fully so, satisfied, but... I do right. think that they need a they do need to extend the playoffs to more teams. Mm-hmm. Then there's the other boomer argument where it's like, oh, these guys can't play that many games in a season. They're they're all student athletes. They're not student athletes. You ask anybody <laughs> that goes to college that has a D1 sport on their or a D1 sport in their freaking thing or on their campus, you know those people aren't athletes or aren't students. <laughs> they're just straight athletes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, the same the same argument at college or D1 athletes don't get paid. You guys uh been watching any of the D1 ice hockey? I I, I said ice hockey. It felt so weird to say, <laughs> but it's just because I was reading out. But UMD is looking good this year. I was just watching uh, yeah, just the dogs. Are are they the greatest teams? The greatest like NCAA men's hockey team since 2010? Arguably, I mean, what we got three national championships, been to five Frozen Four, six Frozen Fours, I think. We've been in the last four Frozen Fours, right? Yeah, we went back to back. Last four, yeah, last four Frozen Fours. I think we went four finals in a row. Yeah. Maybe five Frozen Fours, the last five Frozen Fours. (laughs) It's something ridiculous like that. Ever since that they broke up the WCHA, UMD has been probably the greatest college talk about talk about a coach making a program elite actually though yeah i mean they're they're five and one right now in the season ranked number four yeah but they have they have three votes for number one in the nation st cloud state minnesota state have the most votes they're number one number two i think if we didn't just get blown out by michigan yeah those are they're only lost and that was in like the opening tournament of the year or whatever yeah was. we would actually be we'd actually probably be number one right now but michigan's also has a very good team they have like three of the top five draft or draft picks they, yeah they're really good this year but i mean we swept minnesota and who are ranked number five in the nation and i don't know if we face st cloud state or minnesota state yet we haven't but. faced them yet mm-hmm. i don't know i mean I, where can you even watch <laughs> ncaa hockey like, um, it's all local broadcast, so you have to have um, like, yeah, Bali Sports or something. Or you can sign up for their package through NCHC for like eighty bucks a year. Do you get to watch all the games that those teams play, or only the NCHC games, like like versus other NCHC teams? Probably only NCHC teams. Mm, that's unfortunate, but. Yeah, I mean, I thought about oh, yeah. doing Bring that. Bring back but the WCHA. I knew if I did that, I still wouldn't watch enough college hockey. I don't know that's the perks to watching a sports bar is that whenever I'm working normally they're that they're playing that's fair yeah <laughs> um but yeah we move off that wild big overtime win last night let's fucking he's go done. boys Kaprasov finally got his first goal of the season he's gonna be just sniping now <laughs> but he's got he's got eight points on nine games I think this season or eight points all's rolling games. dude but one Ball goal is rolling yeah he's got a yeah, I feel like it's so streaky for some people like all it takes is one goal, and it's just a completely different, you know, just a, it just seems streaky. It's right. He could score six goals a, in his next four games, <laughs> you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. No, that's that's good. Have you been? You kind of worried about the Wild, or no, not really. 
buried in what way? Like every single one of our wins has been really close and one goal wins. Like we haven't like blown out a team yet. Like so you, that's what you need to be able to be competitive in the playoffs, though. Right, but I mean, like you also want to like be able to like dominate some of these teams, at least show that you can at least like. It's so it's so early though. <laughs> it like, is. It is. If, if we're halfway through the season, and it's still like this. Yeah, then maybe panic starts to set in. But right, like we've let up more goals than we've scored on the season, even though we're six and two or whatever six and three <laughs> it's just like what <laughs> but i don't know that's just the nature when you have a few big losses mm-hmm. i think they'll be okay i i think they'll turn it around and we're still gonna make the playoffs like we the, have the, a team to make the playoffs the, the thing is there's so many new faces too especially on the blue line i feel yeah. like that's gonna take some time to build that chemistry to maybe kind of lock it in and let up a couple fewer goals a game and make them less close right and you all you need is talbot or kakinen to get hot too for a bit like they did last season and just yeah, yeah. but i mean we're, we're scoring plenty of goals which is good like that um, we're definitely like not people having, you wouldn't expect to score goals yeah felino has like five goals in the season uh i don't know how many Eck has on the season but his rates for shots to goals is like like 36 percent Eck. No, Felino. Felino, yeah, because every single one of his goals I've seen him score have all been in the crease. <laughs> dude, just dude sits in front of the goalie, just gets beaten up and scores. Yeah, <laughs> I love it though. Mm-hmm. Did they move Duhame up? I haven't watched the last couple of games. Oh, the the whole fourth line now is people from Iowa. It's Kyle Rao, Connor Dewar, and um. Is that just injuries? Adam and COVID? Beckman. Yeah, because Zuccarello and Pitlick both have COVID and uh, they don't want to play Victor Ass because he's kind of still ass. So, <laughs> so Sturm, Duheim, and Beekstead are all on the third line now. Well, that's oh, who's, up on the first, who's up on the first line with um, Eck and. I think they moved Fiala up for there for a little bit. I thought I so. I think they had. Felino play on that line last night, I think, and then it was Hartman, because Greenway is hurt now too. So it was Green, it was Fiala, Hartman, and who am I missing? I can't remember either. But well, someone will say it, and we'll just be like, we'll just, yeah, we'll kick ourselves. (laughs) I'm missing someone, Mm -hmm. but but Oilers are off to a hot start. McDavid looking as. They always do. They just choke in the playoffs. They that is true. They're such a regular season team. They really are. I mean, that's how that's how the Penguins were Crosby's first years. But I mean, I don't know. I feel I like feel bad for Crosby if we want to talk about anyone. He yeah. had wrist surgery, played in his first game yesterday or the day before, and now tested positive for COVID. So now he's back out again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's rough. I don't know how good the Penguins will be this year, too, let alone if Crosby's out. <laughs> They'll always be decent just because it's the Penguins, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's what we said about the Blackhawks, too. Look at them. It's kind of fun seeing them be bad, though. It is. It's so nice. <laughs> okay. Oh, but you oh talking about what's going on with the Blackhawks right now? Dude, like... it's, it's even, like... They're talking about Quinnville. Quinnville had to step down as the Panthers head yeah, coach. Yeah, Quinnville. Yeah, they're even talking about like Bill Guerin possibly knowing and stuff like that, and other people. Like, yeah, like it's. And you know what's fucking hilarious about this? Was that like 
I think it was like two or three months ago. You know what podcast this was being talked on, talked about on? Hmm. PKA. Oh yeah, they were talking about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Taylor was talking about it the entire time, and I was just like, "Oh, you know, maybe I should keep tabs on this." And now it's kind of blowing up. Yeah, it's really like, blowing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're. I didn't uh, think that it would affect Quinnville. Yeah. But, well, he was the head coach at the time, like when they won the I cup guess. and like all that. But stuff, even like, for him to step down as head coach of the Panthers. Well, it's either that or they're gonna make him resign, most likely. Yeah. You know, like when you're when you're the. Coach is essentially the face of the organization. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the ones on the bench. They get a ton of screen time. They all the interviews and stuff. So, like, when you, when your coach is yeah. in a bad spotlight like that, it's not too great. You know, even for a guy with who I think has the most wins of active NHL coaches at the moment. Yeah, who can arguably be considered like the greatest hockey coach of all time or NHL coach of all time, mm-hmm. like. Well, uh, Scotty Bowman still got that, but yeah, he, he's he's up yeah. there for sure. It's been really recent, recently for sure, in like the last twenty, thirty years for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know. It's be interesting to see like who else gets affected with this. Like I saw, I did, I saw Bill Guerin's name getting thrown around, him possibly knowing about it and stuff. So I was like, hopefully it doesn't. It's a whole separate incident. Oh, is it? I thought it was the same thing. No. Oh, what, what's All his right. incident then? Please enlighten me and educate. Everybody else, so they don't think Bill Guerin's a part of this. <laughs> Bill Guerin's not a part of the Blackhawks incident. He's part of the Penguins. Uh, it was an AHL coach molested oh. the, um, uh, like another coach's wife in a cab. Fucking A. But, and Bill Guerin was the assistant GM of... Mm-hmm. He was the GM of that AHL team when it happened. And that coach that did that was fired four days after. Oh, okay. So Bill Guerin's name is being mentioned because they said that he didn't handle it or do an investigation fast enough. And then that coach whose wife was molested was fired that end of that year, which was right in the middle of COVID. And he's suing for wrongful termination as well. So that's what was going on with Bill Guerin. But it's not really him. It's more the upper management above him. But that's why his name's still being mentioned. Yeah, nothing, still nothing to do with the Blackhawks. Okay. Let me put you guys in a scenario then. Because <laughs> how many how many cups did the Blackhawks win? Three. Would you take that for like six years on the line for the Wild to be getting into the same situation that the Blackhawks are in right now? No. Nick? <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Out of respect for the man, but like every once in a while, like, what would you do? What would you take this bullet for? Like, yeah. <laughs> three Stanley Cups. Right, right. It's like it, it depends on what it is. I mean, what happens pretty fucked up. Yeah, it, it no, is. yeah, because I remember I read through the case and I listened up. through the case and it was very fucked up. Yeah, dude was what think nineteen at the time when it happened, like just got drafted. Yeah, and the the guy well it was like a cameraman or something like that. No, it was it was the coach. It was the coach? Yeah, it was the coach or assistant coach of 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 the AHL team. Yeah, because he said like, hey, if you don't do this I can ruin your entire chances of being like an NHL player. Yeah. Yeah. And he did. I mean (laughs) the dude doesn't never made it in the NHL and I think he's out in Europe somewhere. Yeah. So, like, and he was a first-round pick, too. Like, he was 11th overall in that draft. So, like, he was a really good prospect. It was just, yeah, really fucking shitty. 
Yeah, I don't know. So he ended up telling his the skills coach, and the skills coach brought it up, and then just nothing was made of it. Yeah. And like, even though there's like meetings, like the skills coach knew about the meetings that happened about it and stuff like that, and the people who are involved in the meetings, that's why all these names are all of a sudden coming up now, like Quinville and stuff, because of they obviously knew about it and didn't do anything about it. <laughs> and then, oh, even to make matters better. This coach resigned, I think, the year after or later that season or like right after playoffs and then went to coach a youth Michigan team, team in Michigan. And then he was in jail, got put in jail for like yeah, he got put in jail sexual for, like, assault with the youth or sexual encounter with the youth or something yep. like that for like a year or two <laughs> out yep. in Michigan. That's how that's how the guy figured out about it because he Googled his name when he was out in Germany. And he was like, oh, shit, yeah, that's crazy. And I don't know, the dude was talking about how shitty he felt about that, that it happened to some kid out of Michigan when – he could have done more about it at the time, but he was, you know, so he was, was a the, 20, 19, 20 year old kid. He had no idea what to do. Yeah, and like I, I, it I was, was the former video situation. coach, Brad Aldrich. That's oh. who it was. Oh, it was a video coach. I thought it was like an assistant yeah. coach. That's what I thought it was. No. Yeah. So it was a video mm-hmm. coach who sexually assaulted him and another player during the 2010 Stanley cup playoff run, but we don't know who the other player was. Yeah. That's crazy, man. I could not imagine like, being in that kind of situation and being taken advantage of, like, that's terrifying. You. And, you know, with the whole Patrick Kane situation that was swept under the rug. Oh, yeah, well, like, with the girl, he had an incident with the girl, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, I mean, yeah. It's, I don't think that situation like that gets swept under the rug nowadays. <laughs> he just paid him off. I guarantee that's what it was. Not really, if everybody knows about it. Can't pay him enough. I mean, like, he just paid him off to end the suit. Like, I guarantee they probably just found, like, a money compensation thing to end the suit. Oh, probably. Yeah, maybe. That's, like, what it was. But, I mean, Patrick Kane was still pretty new in the league at that time. I don't know how much money he had. Like, he was probably still on a rookie contract, I think, when he when that all that happened. I was later than that. Oh, was it? Was it was 2015. Okay. All right, so he was probably getting paid pretty well. <laughs> At least that's what this article was, was 2015. The person on the wild I couldn't think of was Freddie Gaudreau. Ah, yeah. He's actually had a. He's actually looked good for us this season, too. I've been pleasantly surprised. He's looked actually better than I was expecting. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. He's He's got some nice hands, and he can he can pass pretty well, too. Like he's, I think he's pretty I think decent. the wild are going to make some trades. Oh, yeah? For what? For who? I just feel like they need to trade a defenseman or two and even a forward just to let some of these young guys play more. Because, I mean, watching these last couple games, I mean, Kalen Addison's looked awesome. Connor Dewar, Adam Beckman, I mean, even Matt Boldy. I mean, they just need spots. I think at this point, I don't know, it just seems like they're kind of blocking them from being able to progress in their career. I think the big thing is just the con, just contracts, right? Yeah, but their contracts are cheaper. Yeah, but it's when they have to re-sign them, right? Yeah, like, I guess. Like if they, but, cons- but none of them are really in that situation. The only one really where that's a big factor is Marco Rossi, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is yeah. he looking at getting any playing time or anything here no. soon? He, he, if anything, he might come in like at playoffs or something. Playoffs? Probably not, not even. Yeah. 
Um, he hasn't hardly played. He got sick and didn't play for like three weeks. Yeah. But he looked really good at preseason. Yeah, he looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. He looked okay. Yeah. I shouldn't say like he looked. He looked really good in the rookie camp. Yeah. But once it was actual NHL players, he kind of. He didn't stand out as much as he did in the rookie camp. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. He's got to learn how to play with that frame of his. I mean, he obviously put on he, some muscle, but he's only what five eight, five nine. Yeah. Like, he's he's not he's not big. Not like do not like Duhame or Boldy. Game. Yeah. He's got to take notes off of St. Louis over there in Spurgeon. Yeah, well, he's, he's the same size as Spurgeon, but yeah. he's like Spurgeon's not going into to the corners, digging out a puck in the offensive zone. That's Where true. Yeah, hand, handling. Probably gonna end up doing. Yeah, Rossi's probably going to end up doing that a couple times. Yeah, Spur- so he's got to learn. Yeah, he's got to know how to do his stature in that. Yeah, Spurgeon's not digging pucks out of corners, getting beaten up by nhl size defense <laughs> yeah, like in front of the net and stuff like that where rossi's gonna have to deal with that yeah exactly mm-hmm. but dumbo is look good this year yeah he's he's, he's just so solid he's he just a solid nhl player he's then, turned into quite quite a, a well-rounded player which was really his problem for the last few years was just not being able to play defense which i think i think that narrative's changed i think it helps a lot of him playing with brodeen too Brodeen is so good together. defensively, and Brodeen's such a good skater, like positionally, like he's so. Yeah. They just because they play together so long, they just have such good chemistry. Like they know how to cover each other so well. It seems like. Mm-hmm. They but they've been I think getting the most minutes out of any of our defensive pairs. So. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want them on the ice as much as possible, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Been been fun to watch a while at least. They they've definitely made it exciting this year. Yeah. yeah <laughs> how no how many what do we have four wins in overtime now? <laughs> I think. I <laughs> like, think so. It's ridiculous. And like two of our wins also were it's, like last it, minute. It's, been, it's, it's hilarious ridiculous. that Kroker Prizov is like two overtime goals away from setting the record for most overtime goals in wild franchise history. <laughs> Dude, in like three on three overtime is perfect for him and Fiala. Like like we have such a good three and three overtime team in general. Do you, like, do you remember how throw. bad it was when like, the first year that that happened, when they first introduced that into the NHL? Yeah. How bad we were. We would put Suter and Koivu on the ice, and we would lose every single time. Yeah, that, and or even just like, even Parisi wasn't great at it, and just like you'd have like Niederreiter and like well, whoever the hell else. I mean, Zucker was decent just because he's so goddamn fast, but like. Okay. We just didn't have any creativity. None of those guys were we creative at every, all. We lost every time. Yeah. Every single time we would lose three on three. Like, <laughs> I would rather just use lose in regulation so I didn't have to stay up for the overtime. <laughs> right. But now it's like we almost can chalk it up as we're almost guaranteed a win in overtime because we have Caprizov and Fiala. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's been fun to watch. been fun to watch. Hopefully they keep it up. Really hope they do. <laughs> So did you guys see this Biden stuff that's going on in the Vatican? I'm sure Phil has. <laughs> okay, is that is that actually true or is it just people? It's just one dreaming? of the rumors, but I choose to believe it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> our president pooped himself. I saw another one today where it looked like he was falling asleep during a meeting. <laughs> I saw that during, too. He during the during the G two summit. Yeah, I don't blame him. Climate change isn't real. Yeah, bunch of bogus, bunch of malarkey, as he would say. <laughs> Okay, I want to talk also about a uh, freaking Elon Musk alphaing the shit out of the world. Yeah, <laughs> out of dude, who is that though? People that the... don't real people don't realize how like corrupt and bad these 
organizations these non-profits are these things. yeah these non-profits where he's they're just like oh six billion dollars and you can solve world like six billion dollars of elon musk's wealth and we can solve world hunger he's like okay i'll do that prove but it. you guys show me the math and all your public holdings and what you do with that money and i will give you the six billion dollars and they didn't reply yeah and that, you know what's the funny thing is? They say that $6 billion will help – will solve world hunger. Do you know how much money they re- they raised last year? How much? $8.2 Yeah, it's – So they – yeah, or it was like $6 billion they said would solve it, but they raised $8.2 billion last year. Yeah, man. I, so, hmm. Yeah. It's the same thing as the WHO. It's, <laughs> it's so there's so much corruption in that shit. I mean, it's, just, it's just like any of those big organizations. You get to a certain size and there's gonna be corruption, right? That's oh, usually yeah. how it it's ends like, up happening. They're not like, doing they're not doing that. Right. It's, like it's it's almost like directors of federal health organizations getting rich off of COVID. It's kinda crazy too. Aha. Uh-huh. I'm on to you. You guys there's a really good Twitter uh uh, it's really good. Uh, yeah, Twitter account you guys should follow. It's called Nancy Pelosi's uh, like like trade history or something like that. It's just I, this... I put you on to that. I, put, <laughs> I told you about that. Yeah. No, she's like out of the past ten years, she's like the number one earner off of the stock market. Yeah, yeah. And it's... she's the speaker of the house. <laughs> yep. And then before that, she was this. She was like the house minority leader. Yeah. What? No corruption. No. Nope. <laughs> Not whatsoever. The biography on the account is like, Nancy Pelosi is arguably the greatest uh, investment trader of all time. Uh, this account yeah. is clearly a parody. And yeah, it's just, it's no, so yeah, funny. It's, it's nuts. And it's the same thing with Mitch McConnell. Oh, yeah. No, there's so much of that shit. I mean, like, even, like, right before COVID, like, how many of those, like, did, did we see, like, how many of those guys, like, oh, yeah, they pulled out uh, all 20 million of their like, stocks. Yeah, it was, like, 27 right senators the, or something like that pulled out all of their stock, like, yeah, or, right like, a majority the of their federal bombed. stocks and bonds before it bombed. Yeah. Yeah. It was, like, huh, man, if that's not insider trading, I don't know what the fuck is. It's, like, seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's sad to watch. I don't know. That's what happens. People are just greedy. I just say we start from scratch. We go back to the feudal system. I agree. Kings, oh. lords of the land. Fuck it. Nobles. Dibs Pr- on the loose. Prima nocta. Princes. Realistically, yep. it just help if you just had term limits. <laughs> it would, but that's never going to happen because the people that are it really that is. Realistically, it's so simple. Yeah, but no, be- because is. those are the people in charge, that will never, ever happen. No, no. It would, it would realistically, what would solve it would be term limits. And you can't hold public funds. You can't trade stocks while you're in office. And also but lobbying. The with that is, Make lobbying oh, yeah. illegal. Well, so that's the thing. So it was like Trump tried to work around that during his four years and ban lobbying, which he realistically did. But what lobbyists in big companies started doing was that they would pay like senators and people within Trump's cabinet to bring up these bills instead of having lobbyists. So you would see like AT&T paying off people like – three million dollars to start bringing up these bills and stuff like that around now that's illegal though they fucking did it they did get lawsuit for it that's true i guess but it's like that's what companies started doing like they start they just found ways around it like he if we try and get rid of lobbying then that shit's just gonna happen again yeah it'd be like we need to bring up it's one of those deals where like uh 
where, oh, yeah, I got this company, like, Tesla, but it's owned by this, like, $50,000 company that's based in Puerto Rico, so, or Costa Rica, so our taxes is insanely low. Like, that's how they get around it. Yeah. It's just like that. No, yeah, bullshit. exactly. Like, shell companies. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just, like, fucking goddamn, it would be, we would need to pass term limits, and we need to pass, like, oh, public officials cannot hold stocks. Mm-hmm. But the problem with that is that the people passing those laws is what is who would be affecting. So of course everybody would be like, no, we're not gonna do that. Fuck that shit. Right. Yeah, it's gross. That's why I say we just we start from the ground up. We there do, was we do there another... was there was other other important news for Phil's party last night or yesterday. Virginia won. Yep. Yep. What happened in Virginia? I saw some. I saw some about it. I haven't been paying attention. Though. Um. New. For first time in what, like thirteen or fourteen years or something, but that they're... that a uh, Republican um, has taken office as governor, hmm. and then the uh, lieutenant governor is the first person in, or is the first African American woman to have uh, hold it or held office that high in Virginia. Yeah, there's a couple states that have been historically held by Democrats or won by Republicans. Hmm. Was it New Jersey or somewhere else? New too? Jersey or that one's still under contention because it was super close. There's right a couple. Now, there was a couple, there was a couple yesterday. Texas is never going to be blue, dude. I, <laughs> like, you know, Texas is never going to be blue. <laughs> yeah. But like, did you see that? All this. So right now in the um, ports in California, there's like a four-week hold with all the ships coming into it because they're so short on labor. Yeah, we talked yeah. about that a couple episodes ago, I think. Yeah, but mm-hmm. then Texas literally just said, and Florida. I think they out, Texas and Florida both just put out yesterday. It was like, hey, we got ports over here that are open. 24 7 and it's what like a two-week trip to go around south america into texas or florida around bro we got the panama canal baby yeah but even then that shit's probably gonna be backed up too yeah, i don't that's know probably true. but they're just saying yeah like hey you guys can come over instead of waiting four weeks you can come over here in two weeks and get that shit done within like 48 hours mm-hmm. so we just now need to make a see... canal that goes across all of america yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This one big river, just a straight line that goes across, shoots through the Grand Canyon. Through Hell everything. yeah. Yeah, the Rockies, the Santa Fe Mountains, right, the Appalachians. They only need to go halfway. They just got to get the Lake Superior, and you're good, baby. I would move out of Duluth so quick. Imagine if that, that dude. <laughs> Minnesota would Duluth pop off, man. Oh, Minnesota would pop off, but it was just like Duluth would get fucking massive. I would, that, no. Yeah. God, no. All of the nature reserves up there just destroyed. Oh, Boundary Water's gone. <laughs> yeah, dude, it'd get fucked. It'd become a giant canyon. Yep. <laughs> like, there's already enough contention around that with Line 3 and everything, and people mining around the Boundary Waters. Yeah, yeah. imagine they said, yeah, we're going to build a fucking canal from Washington State <laughs> to Duluth, Minnesota. Hell yeah. Nature. That'd be, like, the worst possible route I feel like they could take, like... No, it 100% would be. You'd want to go down by, like, by like Mexico, probably. Like, if you realistically want to do something that was better than just using the Panama Canal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, we can wrap it up there. A little bit of everything. Uh, any outros, boys? The Eagles. Oh, yeah, we didn't Fuck say. The Rockets. But Bach had some other shit going on, so he wasn't able to make it today. We do love them, but we're still going to shit talk them. Yep, always do. That's how it is. No one gets off on this. Jalen Hurts sucks. <laughs> James Harden's a fraud. Bucks are going back to back. <laughs>
Bucks and seven, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Find us Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, uh, Twitter at the Obvious Thirteen. Um, and yeah, episode one twenty nine. Everyone, everyone, have a good week. We'll see you tomorrow. Not tomorrow. Next week. Yes. <laughs>